guys and welcome back to episode seven of the groove i'm here with the polychromatics today um you can introduce yourself <laughs> hi my uh, name's isaac i'm here on behalf of the band the polychromatics <laughs> i am the guitar player awesome well thank you for coming out today i'm very excited we tried last year and it didn't work out <laughs> and now it's finally happening but um so i'm going to start um with how did the band form originally uh, well, first, thanks for having us. Of I'm course. glad we were able to finally make <laughs> it work. Uh, so the band originally started um, without me. Mm. So it started John and Jordan, John mm. the other guitar player, and Jordan the singer. Um, we're both taking lessons from Scott Silver, mm-hmm. who um, is a wonderful musician and uh, has his own cover band, which is great. They're taking lessons from him, and John overheard Jordan singing in uh, one of the other lesson rooms mm-hmm. and just knew that that's a voice that yeah. anyone would want in their band. Um, reached out to her. They started working on stuff acoustically. Um, so it kind of started as like an acoustic duo with the two. And then um, Jimmy Arvan, the greatest drummer to ever live, came <laughs> into the fold. And um, Geasley originally was the bass player. And then left and then there was others and then now Geezy's back in and after a few others I came into the fold so that's uh that's the short version of the origin <laughs> story there yeah Jordan's voice is amazing so I can totally see why that would be a thing but how many are there of you guys now in the band like total that is a great question <laughs> well there's me there's John there's Jordan there's Geezy um Jimmy has always been a member mm-hmm. um and then we have others who maybe don't consider themselves members, um, but are, you could, I guess, consider auxiliary people. Mm-hmm. Like we have Noah Kolb, who is wonderful and is always there to help us when we need them. Um, Eric Hilbert and uh, Robin, uh, I can't remember Robin's last name, sorry, <laughs> Robin. Um, they help us a lot, especially on the recording side of things. Yeah. Um, but as far as people that get on stage, um, it's me, Geasley, John, and Jordan at the moment. Cool. What is it like working with like all of those people for like writing songs or like making little riffs or something? Like, is it difficult to have all of those brains together, or is it kind of like easy? For me, it's wonderful because mm-hmm. I consider them to be vastly superior. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> to have them uh, on my team is. It's been wonderful from the moment I joined the band, which feels like a lifetime ago now. um, It's just been an absolute pleasure to have people with different backgrounds musically and um, a lot of great skill and a lot of great creativity Mm -hmm. to work with. And it's definitely brought a lot more out of me as well, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, How do you guys like go about writing songs? Like what's your process? I think um, we don't really have one mm-hmm. um, necessarily. So for um, Fabergé Egg, um, those were a lot of songs that Jordan wrote and John helped bring into uh, fruition, into completion. Um, and that's kind of 
a main way. Another way is that, um, you know, one thing, nobody ever really tells anyone what to do mm-hmm. in the band, which is very nice. Um, I think we all respect each other in some sense and allows that. So generally people come in with a structure or like some riffs, you know, they kind of come yeah. in with a, a loose idea and then we play it and everybody kind of figures out what they want to do with it. And mm-hmm. uh, after some time, it, it just becomes... Uh, solidified you know so yeah it just ends up working that's yeah. so cool though <laughs> I think the process is just the process like it's just it's just mm-hmm. playing the song together enough times until we're like these th- this sounds good now <laughs> <laughs> until you know it's right <laughs> um so when would when did you start getting into music like overall um hmm, that's a good question um, <laughs> when i was a little kid my I was very fortunate um my dad is a musician um so he takes most of the cake on getting me into music he's a multi-instrumentalist himself he plays piano guitar bass drums all that stuff he's picked up a few more over the years too um so he's definitely a huge inspiration for me and in getting interested in music and learning to play it and stuff just mm-hmm. watching him and uh when I was uh, in like elementary school, he paid for piano lessons. My neighbor three doors up from me was a high school student who was good at piano, and he would write her a check for like $15, I think, every <laughs> Sunday, and I would go and learn piano from her. So that would it was my first foray into playing music. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like whenever I ask this question, everyone always says their dad. <laughs> like it's <laughs> always their dad that got them into it. But Dad's it's like, rule, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who would you say the band's biggest inspiration is? Like, where do you guys all draw your inspiration from? Um, that is a very good question. <laughs> uh, so I would say our largest inspiration comes from the classics, which mm-hmm. you could also describe as the basics. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, a lot of Pink Floyd influence. Yeah. Um, Led Zeppelin black sabbath uh jimmy hendrix except i wish i could play even his quarter <laughs> as good as him um so those are definitely big influences but some modern influences as well um the band wand mm. um is pretty influential especially for me and john uh the band can is pretty influential for geesley um jordan takes her influence from probably the most um colorful array of options uh she's classically trained and has you know roots in jazz and stuff and also loves all the rock so Mm -hmm. she takes from a lot of places that's cool um so what is your favorite thing to do like as a band together to kind of like do like band bonding (laughs) like what do you guys do for that for band bonding (laughs) usually we all get together and just make each other feel really bad about ourselves? No, <laughs> never, never. Um, my personal favorite thing to do with the band is play shows. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just really nothing like it. And I think anyone who's done it would agree. Yeah. Um, and it definitely is like a synergy thing when you're up there together. And mm-hmm. You're looking at each other and you're like, dude, you look so sick right now. <laughs> you can't like say it, but like yeah. you're saying it with your eyes to each other. It's great. I would say my favorite thing is definitely that, but. The times where we have something to do, like when we went to um, Least of All Records 
or oh, anytime no. we've went to a show or anything we had planned and we had a lot of time beforehand mm-hmm. um those moments are also pretty magical yeah and we're all there and we're like all waiting in anticipation of this thing so the energy's a little mm-hmm. bit up those are those are great moments too what was your least of all experience like i would have to say absolutely wonderful <laughs> um so the the people at least of all were wonderful to work with um very well organized very professional knew what they were doing we came in and set up and they they took great care of us great hosts um and we got there early and got to spend time in Mm -hmm. new york which was my first real time in new york (laughs) i would say and uh they had smorgasbord going on so they're (laughs) over in brooklyn um so the Brooklyn smorgasbord was occurring. So we got to go over there and enjoy that. Nice. Um, we had Jimmy with us. We had Jimmy and Noah with us, but um, Jimmy was familiar with the area. So Jimmy, we had a little tour guide with us too. So that made <laughs> it easy. Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I recommend it to anybody. That's awesome. Yeah, because that's like a lot of bands now that are like from this area are starting to also get least of all like things. And it's awesome. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's a very... A unique idea mm-hmm. that I think lends itself well to the kind of DIY scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so how do you guys usually prepare for a show? Like right before you're about to go on, like what do you do? <laughs> so it's been very different over the years. Initially, we had no regular practice schedule. And we would get a show and then try and find as much time as we could before that show to get together and practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started practicing on Thursdays. So every Thursday we would get together and practice, and when we had the show, we would just kind of be always ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lately we haven't been doing Thursday practices, um, so we're kind of back to our original method of mm-hmm. get the show and then worry about being ready for it second. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that like works out better than before, or like the practicing and then whatever? Um, if I ruled the world, we would practice probably <laughs> twice a week, but it's just not super realistic. I mean, yeah. we all have jobs. I'm a student at the moment. Jordan is also working and a student, um, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's busy. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> Trust when me, I, I get when, it. When I hit the lottery and I can buy us all a giant <laughs> mansion to live in, you know, yeah. we'll have all the time in the world. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what was the show that you were the most nervous to, like, play or, like, the build-up was just like, oh, the anticipation. <laughs> oh, it's hard to say. I get so nervous for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the the most nerve-wracking one is probably a toss-up between when we played St. George's Episcopal Church um, and the first time we played Philomoga. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the reasoning was the same, was that we had a lot riding on those two shows. Yeah. Where the St. George's thing... I was pretty useless in getting that set up. That was more John's accord. But nonetheless, we had a lot riding on it, and it was probably the biggest production, I guess you could say, we had done up until that point. Mm-hmm. And then same thing from the first time we played Philomoka. Um, we had a lot riding on it. Probably at that point, once again, mm-hmm. the biggest production we had probably been involved in. So. Yeah the stakes were there were stakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not like a normal basement show like it's like a oh more... don't get me wrong i still get nervous no. for the yeah. basement shows yeah absolutely 
I it, I've talked to many people about this, and they're like, yeah, Philomoka like always gets me like really nervous because <laughs> it's just like a different vibe than any other show that you would usually normally play at. Um, but like on that note, what was your favorite performance that you've been part of? Mm, those those <laughs> same two I was most nervous for are definitely up there. Mm-hmm. St. George's was easily top three just because it was like a once in a lifetime kind of thing to get yeah. to play inside of the church. Um, just kind of a weird, in the best way, just like a trip, you know? You're like, where the hell am I doing right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're just playing psychedelic stuff in a church. Yeah. So Crazy. That was, that was pretty <laughs> wonderful. Um, and, you know, the show that we were just talking about before this interview, the mm-hmm. show at the Haven. Yes. Um, we've played there twice, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the Haven was always a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they are great curators of people. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. for real. <laughs> so sad. Um, All of them. It's hard to pick, yeah. you know. I've I've never played a show that I wasn't happy to play. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, are there any, like, are any of you in other bands? And if so, like, how is managing all the different bands, like, how does that go? Very wonderful question. <laughs> um, so I'm wearing a shid t-shirt mm-hmm. at this moment. <laughs> Uh, so Geasley is in several bands. Geasley's in another band called Delay 77. Yes. Which is uh, also a psychedelic rock band with Max Klimmer and Kyle. Great band, and, by uh, the way. I believe they have... Um, I can't remember who they have drumming for them right now. Sorry, <laughs> Delay 77. Um, they're very much worth listening to. They are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Good friends of ours. Geasley's also in Shid. Um with Noah there as well, and Wolfgang, and uh, Pat, I believe. Shid, another phenomenal band, worth a listen, incredible. Geezy's oh, yeah. <laughs> um, had a few other projects as well. I think there was Pink Elephant, there was Floating Mountain. Um, too many to name. Geezy's just, yeah. <laughs> just too damn good at what he does. Uh, John was in Floating Mountain at one point, um, which is no more, unfortunately. They were good. Um, Jordan has dabbled in some wedding band gigs and also with uh, Scott Silver, Scott mm-hmm. Silver's cover band, um, who is phenomenal, I love. Um, I briefly had a stint with another band. So, yeah, our members are definitely multi-project, multifaceted people. Um, and in, in honesty, it's tough. It's tough yeah. to manage, you know. The ego comes into play where you're like, man, it would be pretty sick if like you didn't. But then at the same time, it's it's also not that difficult. You know? Yeah. Like, does it pose challenges? I mean, absolutely. But it's never been it's never been something that was like so arduous that mm-hmm. it was. That was like such a big issue. Yeah. No. Never. Yeah. Never even close to that. Um, just getting to go see delay 77 and shit and stuff makes it all worth it having Mm -hmm. to negotiate practice times (laughs) honestly so yeah they're both really amazing bands so you got an awesome setup there um so then your first the first release was a cover and i you weren't a part of the band at that point i'm guessing right when the first release came out or yeah so the very first album which is no longer on spotify Mm. um i was not a part of okay 
Um, and then I think the earliest thing we have on Spotify right now might be yeah. what I think you're talking about. Moon it's Age Moon Daydream. Age Daydream slash Gravity. That I one, was yeah. part of oh, that. Oh, okay. I was a part of that. Um, was there like a reason why you guys chose to do a cover as like a release instead of like an original or? Well, it was, um, we're, we're definitely, um, like to fanboy over <laughs> a time we never lived in. Yes. And, you know, the era of like double singles and EPs and LPs mm-hmm. and all that kind of like the older style of how you record and put out music and package it and stuff we're still big fans of. So a lot of people would do a double single where they would mm-hmm. do a cover of a song that they, you know, knew might be a little bit more approachable yeah. to somebody who doesn't know who they are and then the other side would be one of their originals mm-hmm. um which i believe was the majority of the mentality behind doing that that way it was uh moon age daydream and gravity i believe yeah that's what that's exactly what it was um and then you guys did continue to do that throughout are you going to keep doing that like for like all of your releases i believe so yeah, yeah. we just did it again with um Emily and White Rabbit, Mm -hmm. Um, once again, same mentality. Uh, It's not the sole reason. Um, We also just love David Bowie and the Moon Age Daydream song. (laughs) Um, And specifically at the time of doing Moon Age Daydream, that was pretty early on. And it was was one that we knew how to play. We knew how to play it well. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be um, a favorite of people. So we were like, hey, you know, might as well do it. Yeah, as long as the morale is there, you yeah. gotta do it. Um, so, on that note, what is your favorite song to play live, and why? That is a great question. <laughs> um, probably, it's it's not out yet. We're in the process of recording Ooh. it. It's called the working title as of right now is in lucum or in lucum. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's mm-hmm. Latin for in light. Um, it's a song that our bass player Geasley wrote. Probably my personal favorite polychromatic song is in Lucum. It's easily my favorite to play live. <laughs> and why is that? What makes you love that song so much? Geasley's riffs are super fucking gnarly. <laughs> I get to do uh, some really fun stuff. My parts are really fun for me to play. Um, it just, I don't know, man, it just catches my ear. And I'm like, I just, I just always love that one. And it's in drop mm-hmm. D, and it, I hit the d a lot so for yeah them that plays guitar they know that i just hit the top three <laughs> strings open which mm-hmm. is a super satisfying feeling to yeah. just not have to think all that much and just slam on your <laughs> instrument it feels good very cathartic so <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a song that gets like the crowd really going that you've always noticed like this one song always hits the crowd a different way in lucum that one okay perfect because <laughs> sometimes people are like oh that my favorite one's this one because of how the crowd reacts to it, it's, I, it yeah i would say um and lucum definitely does it but i think sequence five would probably be if i had to pick one as like our as like our uh oh people get hyped for this one it might mm-hmm. it'd probably be sequence five too which was a little bit by design for a long time we always ended our set with sequence five Mm. Um, and we would do like kind of an extended version. We would play it a little bit harder than it is on the recording and stuff. Yeah. So if we just played it with a, a consistency that kind of developed into it being the one that mm-hmm. people like knew us for. Oh, that's cool. Um, so when I was at the Haven and I saw you guys for the first time, 
uh, one of your guitarists was crowd surfing while playing guitar. <laughs> That's John McKenna, <laughs> absolute ripper legend. <laughs> do you guys do stuff like that a lot, or is there any other things that you do to get the crowd engaged like that? Um, personally, I just try to move as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I get nervous sometimes, and I don't <laughs> do as good. Um, sometimes the nerves end up in my favor and mm-hmm. I move even more um, <laughs> to distract myself. Um, we try to keep it interesting. Um, we definitely don't want, uh, the showmanship to overtake the musicianship. So yeah. we do as much as we can while playing the songs as good as we're able to at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we try to, we try to put on a show. People are there to have a good time. We're there mm-hmm. to have a good time. Yeah. You know, I don't get that many excuses in my life to, uh, flail around like that so i take my advantages <laughs> yeah or take my opportunities now does he do that a lot where he crowds her and plays the guitar i wouldn't say so no i, I believe that may be the only the only instance or there uh, i believe there's one more i think there was one more time he did it um so not not a whole bunch of crowd surfing but yeah. definitely definitely a good bit of jumping around definitely <laughs> keeping chiropractors in business with the head banging so. <laughs> for sure um so how far have you guys gone for a gig not very. <laughs> um, I think the farthest we ever traveled w- was for least of all, um, which I know isn't really technically a gig. It was a live recording, so mm-hmm. kind of. But, Basically. <laughs> um, traveling to Brooklyn was definitely a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. and probably the farthest we've ever traveled for anything. Um, we've been out to Lancaster, which was a bit of a hike. Um, yeah. Westchester. Um, we're looking to, we're looking to finagle our way into Jersey soon. So yeah. maybe further down the line, that answer will be New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, where, how far would you like to go with the band one day? As far as feasible. Um, yeah. which I think everyone would agree, you know, um, even though we all have jobs, jobs include PTO days. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the day ever comes when the stars align and the planets align and we can do a long weekend and, uh, go somewhere fun and exciting i think i think we would all be willing if we could you know manage our personal lives around it and everything mm-hmm. but i don't think there's anywhere we wouldn't go if we couldn't get the logistics right yeah like if as long as you can plan it out you'll do it yeah. <laughs> um so what is your what was your process of creating the um emily if she be there music video because i thought it was beautiful <laughs> i really liked it so but- the- <laughs> <laughs> That music video was um, not my brainchild. I can't take credit for <laughs> for that. That was um, Emily, actually, John's partner, Emily, mm-hmm. who is the star of the music video. Um, that is largely her creative endeavor. And John and our former member, Corey, were also heavily involved in that. I was not super involved in the creative vision part yeah. of that. So I can't speak too much to it, but the three of them hammered that out. Um, It went through a lot of different iterations. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of different ideas. It was originally, the whole thing was going to be in like reverse originally, I think. I'm not sure how that works. I wasn't at that that table for that conversation, but (laughs) it went through a lot of different iterations. And then um, we settled on the one that's on YouTube now. And we went over to Corey's basement and recorded it all in one day and chuck food at emily who yeah <laughs> was an absolute champion about it um you know when we first started doing it we were kind of like it's kind of weird to throw <laughs> food at somebody when you know them you know so yeah. it's like a little bit awkward but uh she was 
amazing. And she was like, fucking hit me. Do it. Come on. <laughs> Don't be a pussy. That's awesome. <laughs> so we were like, shit, okay. And, um, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Colin. Uh, Colin Lee. Shout out Colin Lee. He's our, does a lot, almost all of our visuals. He was there helping record that day, too. Cool. Um, so you did the whole thing in a basement? Like, that was it? Let me think. <laughs> uh, the scenes where Emily is putting on and taking off makeup were done in a bedroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so this is, like, completely off topic. <laughs> how do you guys usually decide on, like, your set lists for the um, shows that you play? Generally, whatever's our strongest at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, when we were doing the regular Thursday practices, we had a uh, a slightly longer than our regular set list length mm-hmm. list of songs that we would practice. Yeah. And then we would kind of cycle them in and out depending on how often we have just played them and how tight they were sounding and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. Um, so it's always, like, a pretty group-oriented decision on how we come up with it, but... For a while now, we've been playing the the unreleased stuff um, as we've been recording it, too. Uh, We all really like those songs. They're a lot of fun. They're pretty high energy, so we've been doing a lot of that. And then um, we'll just kind of sit around and think, well, what haven't we played in a while? And maybe Mm -hmm. throw in something like Drowned or anything, really. Yeah. Um, Are there ever, like, songs that you usually put on the set list that you're like, oh, we're not really feeling it. (laughs) Like, let's take it off the set. Has that ever happened? It's absolutely happened. Mm-hmm. It has absolutely happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you guys normally practice and, like, get these ideas out? So we were very fortunate in that um, one of our members had a townhouse um, with some other musicians and stuff, and we would go over there and practice. Um, but time comes for us all. Yeah. And uh, time for change came for that person. Um, they moved um the new spot their neighbors are not so chill as the last Mm. neighbors so no longer a viable option um but we are without a drummer at the moment so practice hasn't been on the forefront of our minds either we've been Mm -hmm. trying to get this uh ep finished up so yeah and how is the process for that ep going i would say good we've we've started and stopped multiple times we've tried a lot of different methods i would say this is the most we've ever this is the most patience we've ever had mm-hmm. with a project um so we we tried to do it with tape and the tape recordings came out wonderful um but it wasn't quite the uh, i'm not a poet um that's <laughs> jordan and john but it's something about the i guess texture or timbre or something about it wasn't quite exactly how we wanted it to be. We think we'll probably still put those tape recordings out as like a maybe mm-hmm. 12 month anniversary thing when the yeah. EP finally drops. We'll see. Um, and then we did another method, the complete opposite of live recording onto tape, where we did everything DI. Um, and we didn't quite love that either. So right now we're doing live recordings of everything, but we're doing everything individually, one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be going the best so far. Cool. Um, where do you guys record it at? We've been doing it in Eric and Robin's basement <laughs> at the time. So, Is there anyone helping you like record it? Or are you guys just doing it all? Eric and Robin. Yourself? Yeah, that's They're really it. good at yeah. all that wizardry technology stuff, <laughs> like where to place the microphones, how to get 
phase issues and stuff. Everything mm-hmm. that I would just be a blabbering idiot about. So. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> like I just learned how to do all this by myself and I'm still not that good, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so was there a point where something happened that made you take the band a little bit more seriously than maybe you did in the beginning? That's a good question. Um, I think it would be hard to put it um, into like a catalyst event Mm -hmm. where it was like before this and after this. But I think sometime around when we started getting into more routine practice and we started getting tighter as a band and I started putting in more effort. Um, Admittedly, at the very beginning, I was a little bit aloof. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, things just kind of happen and I show up. And I was like, (laughs) I should probably like help make some things happen at least once in a while. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the hard work started paying off and we all started to see progress for the band. And I think everybody saw that and took it well and we were like hey you know what we we are actually somewhere farther than we were last year this Mm -hmm. is pretty cool let's let's keep going so i think it was over time it just yeah yeah because i feel like most people they start a band they're like oh let's just let's just start a band and then they're like just having fun and then something happens and they're like wait this could actually be something like huge (laughs) and then yeah i don't know i don't know if i have any uh expectations to ever be yeah huge but um Generally, where I sit with it is as long as we are moving forward and I'm always happy, I'll keep doing it, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. And, and I am still very happy and I think we're still moving yeah. forward. So I have no reason to quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a band that you want to work with that you haven't yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, the OCs, <laughs> Slift. Robert Plant, Paul McCartney. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, at the time, we're pretty caught up in our own heads trying to finish this EP. But I mean, mm-hmm. the future's wide open. I don't, I don't know. We're pretty open to uh, collaboration and stuff. I know that there was a brief period in time when the band first started that John was even toying with the idea of it being almost like an Alan Parsons project thing where there'd be a revolving door of musicians. Um and that's not how things really ended up working out, but I, I don't think that was ever taken off the table. So mm-hmm. we'll see, you know. Hit yeah. us up, anyone <laughs> out there. Hit us up. <laughs> you just want more people to come in. And that would be cool because then they could bring in something completely new that you wouldn't have even thought of before. Yeah. Come it's a uh, good way to keep it open. <laughs> come spill your blood in our gardens. It makes the flowers grow. Yeah. You can come, you can come work as hard as you want for us. We'll <laughs> welcome you with open arms. <laughs> um. So this is... A little bit of a difficult question, but how would you describe your band in three words? <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a very tough question. <laughs> three words. It could be more if you need it to be. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll stick to the prompt. I like okay. a challenge. All right. <laughs> I would say... Say... Layers. Mm-hmm. I would say... Color. 
Yeah. And I would say um, strange. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Some colorful layered strangeness. Yeah. Now, why would you say that for your three words picking? <laughs> well, I'd say layered because we have two guitar players and a bassist and all of us have more computer technology than they landed a rocket on the moon with <laughs> on our pedal boards um so all of us get pretty scrimbly get pretty weird which can create a pretty thick texture at times um and then you add on the wonderful singer that is jordan Triber mm-hmm. and a drummer there's two more layers for you yeah <laughs> um i would say color because we go a lot of different places you know we have like acoustic stuff we have some pretty heavy stuff i think the heaviest of our stuff isn't out yet but uh we have light stuff we have heavy stuff we have middle of the road stuff um and i think uh it all just kind of embodies different colors in a sense Mm -hmm. Um, and i would say strange because it's a little (laughs) bit strange (laughs) (laughs) um so we're nearing the end of the interview um but I know you guys have a single out right now. Um, yes, we collaborated with uh, Double Suede. Yes. Double Suede is a phenomenal band with phenomenal people in it. Um, and if you're listening to this, you should go listen to them mm-hmm. and all the other bands I mentioned, too. Um, but how did that... What was the process for that single particularly like? Well, if you haven't noticed a pattern, I wasn't <laughs> super involved in that. <laughs> Um, I'm not exactly the hardest worker, um, <laughs> but that was both us and Double Suede were big fans of the band Wand. Um, they're very inspirational for both of us, and we just we just like them a whole lot. I think they're pretty neat, and so we both wanted to cover a song. We figured we would work together on it. We've kind of wanted to do something together for a long time, so it was a lot of things just kind of coming together and it started to make sense as something to do um john and eric took the reins on that primarily they get a lot of credit for making it actually happen um we had pat on drums eric and john doing most of the guitar stuff jordan and mo of double suede doing harmonies in the background pat was also doing a lot of freaky synth stuff which was awesome um and i came in and laid down some some tracks on the guitar um and so yeah i mean eric masterminded all the recording aspects of that and once we had all the tracks um lo and behold Corey hansen of wand the one who wrote that song um put on their instagram story hey i'm open to um taking in projects to mix and master at the moment Mm -hmm. just shoot me a dn yeah and I saw that like one night scrolling around on Instagram, and I was like, well, f- "Got nothing to lose." So yeah. <laughs> we sent Corey Hansen's DM, and um, he actually agreed to do it. Uh, we sent him over the tracks. Corey Hansen mixed and mastered that, um, which was a dream. A long, uh, not that long ago, but it feels like a long time ago. I got to shake John Dwyer's hand after a show, <laughs> and I was pretty much sure that that was the peak of my life. Yeah, and everything <laughs> has been living in the shadow of that moment. <laughs> Um, but now it has a pretty strong contender of having Corey Hansen um, yeah. mix and master that for us, which we're, we're very grateful for. He did a great job. He was the nicest to work with, super professional, charged 
a very, very, very reasonable rate. Um, I have nothing but nice things to say about that. So that was um, a pretty awesome experience for all of us to have him uh, do that for us. Yeah, I can't even imagine. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm going to let you plug any shows you guys have coming up if you want to go ahead and take that. We don't have any shows coming up. I think... I think I think uh, John was maybe going to do a solo acoustic thing soon, but I I don't actually have those details on the top <laughs> of my head right now, so I apologize. No worries. Um, we don't really have any shows coming up, but we are working hard as busy bees, um, trying to finish up this EP. So mm-hmm. keep your eyes and ears open for that. We did just put out that single not long ago, so you know, do us and yourself a favor. Go give it a listen if you haven't already. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. And while you're there, maybe check out some of our other stuff, too. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And um, now, what would the ultimate goal of the Polychromatics be? Like, where do you guys want to take this? Well, the ultimate goal would be probably to take over the world, (laughs) form a new world order of peace and love with us at the helm, and make billions of dollars in the process. (laughs) Um, now I think the ultimate goal is to just keep going and keep having fun and keep getting all of our weird thoughts and feelings out in the form of music with each other and, you know, smiling and making other people smile, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great goal. Well, thank you for coming out. This was awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, um, on behalf of everybody else as well. They're very sorry they couldn't make it today no worries <laughs> it was a great time thanks for yeah of us. course and on that note uh for the listeners make sure you follow polychromatics and listen to them on spotify and anywhere else you can find them and as always stay groovy